Welcome to the Biblical Truth Podcast. I am Pastor Jimmy Fletcher with Mount Nebo Baptist Church. I hope that you are having a blessed Tuesday, and I am so glad that you have tuned in to join us today for the topic that we're going to be discussing, which will be the holiness of God and and how that relates to, to us and how God will always preserve His holiness and uh, so I'm, I'm excited about being able to discuss this topic today. Uh, but before we get uh, started into this particular topic, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the opportunity, Lord, as, as I've prayed several times, Lord, before every podcast, that you've given us this opportunity to be able to do this, the means to do it, uh, just to simply get your word out, Lord. Lord, I, I pray that, that you're using it uh, for your glory and Lord, that you're just helping us grow together in our faith. And uh, Lord, we just want to ask you to give me the words to say and that I would speak with clarity and humility. And uh, Lord, that you would be honored and your son would be honored in it all. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, one of the the things that, you know, we look around today in in the life of, of the, the church uh, in America, and one of the things that that I believe that we have lost our awe of, and this is just one of many things uh, that is possible that we've lost our awe of about God. And I'm not saying every place, every person, or anything of that nature, but but one of the things that that I see is we've lost our awe of the holiness of God. And the holiness of God is something that he takes extremely, extremely serious. It's not something that is just a a side issue that we need to be mindful of. Uh, It's an important issue that we need to keep at the forefront of our lives and in the lives of our church uh, so that we don't dishonor God, you know, with, with what we're doing, how we're living our lives and, and that we, we protect that, and, and God's going to protect that. I guess, let me say it that way, we, it's not so much about us protecting, but God's always going to protect His, His holiness. Uh, one example that I have used in the past to deal with the issue of, of God and His holiness is out of Second Samuel chapter 6. And one of the things that happens in that particular passage is, is that Uzzah um, ends up touching the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 6, And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and struck him there for his error, and he died there by the Ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of that place Perez Uzzah to this day. Now, I use that particular scripture uh, for the purpose to to show that God is about protecting his holiness. And it seems like an innocent thing that happened in this passage that he would reach his hand out uh, when the oxen stumbled to take hold of the Ark of the Covenant in order that 
it possibly wouldn't wouldn't fall off of the cart. But the reality is that wasn't supposed to happen. And it wasn't even supposed to be carried that way. In fact, God instituted in the scripture of how the ark was to be carried. In fact, there were supposed to be poles uh, utilized in carrying this by a specific group of people. And so they went contrary to what they to what the Lord had uh, wanted them to do. And as a result of them doing that, he reaches out and touches it and he dies right there. The anger of the Lord was aroused. And, and I believe that the reason that that happened was because God was protecting his, his holiness there and, and showing them that, you know, uh, that, that he is a holy God. And, and so while it seems innocent and it seems harsh, this is how serious God takes his holiness. Now, when we go to the New Testament, one of the things that I believe that we see is, is God is just as serious about his holiness. And uh, we, we often say this, uh, that God is the same you know, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I think sometimes we try to uh, you know, and I, and I've been guilty of this. We, we, we try to make God a different God in the old Testament, um, and a different one in the new Testament, but that couldn't be farther from the truth. Uh, the reality is he's the same and he hasn't changed. And so when you go and you read the story of Ananias and Sapphira, one of the things that happens there is, is they ultimately, lie to the Holy Spirit um, about uh, their sold possessions. And because of that, the Lord ends up striking them down uh, there on the spot and, and they are they are dead. They're, you know, because of this this lie. I mean, again, it, it seems like something, you know, harsh, uh, but the reality is they lied. There's a lot of things going on with the church at this particular time. Um, I recently shared a video concerning uh, actually this particular passage where R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur and Steve Lawson and some of those guys are discussing this particular topic. And, and so uh, they made some interesting points about what happened here, especially John MacArthur. And, uh, you know, because there was so much going on with the, with the early church here. And with all of these miracles and all of these things that were taking place, and then you have, in the midst of this, them lying, God strikes them dead, and he shuts the doors to the church. Now, that seems kind of strange that God would, would basically shut the doors to the church and that nobody would want to join themselves to the church because of this. And the reason why that is, I believe, is because... God was showing them something that he will always protect his holiness and the holiness of the church is something that is vital within the world in which we live in. So God was perfectly just in everything that, that he did. Um, in 2 Samuel 6, we in Acts chapter 5, uh, he's just. He, he's protecting his holiness and the holiness of his of his church. And I think that's where I'm relating it to, you know, us today that we often see that we, 
we tend to lose our awe of the holiness of God. We, we tend to lose sight of the holiness in our life and in the life of the church. And, and so friends, my, my prayer for you and for me is, is that we wouldn't be hung up on, you know, you know, how many people we have coming to church, um, the activities that we have going on, um, and, and all the many other things that go along with what we do in church. Because if the holiness of God uh, is not at the forefront of, of what we're doing, and, you know, everyone is just living in open flagrant sin, and there's there, there, there's no striving for holiness, then friends, there's a, there's a huge problem uh, there in, in the life of the believer and in the life of the church. And, and as we look in scripture again, you know, you, you think about church discipline, uh, and I know I'm kind of shifting gears here and talking about this, but I think that's oftentimes why we, we don't do church discipline, you know, much anymore. And then whenever church discipline is enacted, you know, one of the things that happens is everybody looks at it as, oh, that that's harsh. That's, you know, they shouldn't be judgmental. This shouldn't be going on. But the purpose really to me of, of church discipline, where you go through the steps, you know, you, you go and talk to that person, you, you bring others with you step two, you know, then they're brought before the church. You know, why is that? Why, why would that be necessary, you know, within a church body? It's, it's not necessary. Like, I don't want to do that as, as a pastor and nobody else that I know wants to implement or enact church discipline. But I believe one of the, the reasons that that happens is, or why it's there, why God instituted that is, is to preserve the holiness of his church because it's something that he takes extremely, extremely um, serious. And and so that, that just kind of goes back to, to the understanding of, you know, kind of what I said there a couple of seconds ago. You know, we don't want to lose our awe of that. We don't want to lose sight of it in our life and in the life of, of the church because we see in different places in Scripture how serious God takes it. And so we, we that's got to be one of our, our focuses, uh, you know, in, in the life of a church so that, you know, we're not bringing dishonor to God by the lives that, that we live and, and things like that. And so, you know, you, you can go to plenty of places and, and they're happy. Hey, there's people who are living in drunkenness. There's people living in sexual sin. There's people who are greedy. They're liars. They're gossips. They're, they're all of these, you know, all of this stuff is going on, you know, within the church. And I take into consideration that I myself and everyone who makes up a church is imperfect. But you have all of this stuff oftentimes going on and, and people are perfectly happy that, that people are, are there and, you know, they're, they're coming to, to church and they'd rather not just say anything and, and deal with it because, you know, hey, somebody's going to get upset or they're going to leave. And so then it begins to, to turn into preserving the numbers. It, it begins to preserve other people instead of doing what, what is right. And when you go into 1 Corinthians chapter 5, you know, Paul deals with, you know, a, a lot of that because there's incest going on in the church. There's there's sexual sin that's going on in the church. And they're puffed up and they're glorying about it. And one of the things that Paul says is your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven uh, leavens the whole lump? 
Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. And he goes on to say, Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and in truth. And so I think one of the aspects that, that Paul helps us to understand there is, is that our personal you know, uh, sin, our lack of, of holiness in our life when, when we're living this way, it literally impacts the entire church that we live in. So, so when those things are going on in our life and in the lives of other people, and we just begin to say, you know, none of this stuff matters. You know, we're just going to get along. We're going to go along to get along. You know, we're, we're just going to keep doing. Friends, the whole church is ultimately impacted. Uh, by this. And, and I think 1 Corinthians 5 points us into that, that the immorality, it defiles the entire church. And so that's why, um, friends, it, it's important that, that we really get back to the awe of God's holiness and, and that we, we look at it in our lives and in the lives of the church. And so, you know, I don't know where you are on that today, but I want to challenge you, you know, just as, as an individual Christian, to, to look at your own life, look at how you look at the holiness of God and just ask yourself this question. Do I trivialize the holiness of God in my life and in the life of the church in which I'm a part of? And, and that's just something that you have to answer um, for yourselves. And, and here's the thing, we can, we can be more concerned about preserving things and preserving numbers and preserving the money and all of those things. But I can assure you that if if God was the same in the Old Testament and the New Testament in those particular instances, the church is going to ultimately suffer. You're going to suffer as a believer when we lose sight of, you know, living in holiness. And, you know, Scripture tells us in 1 Peter, you know, 1, 15 through 16, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct since it is written. You shall be holy for I am holy. And this is not something that you can do for yourself. So you can't climb a ladder to Jesus to get holy. You know, the way to holiness is through Jesus Christ. And so we have to have that relationship with him. And God has provided the means necessary for this aspect of our salvation. And so, you know, it's not something we have to come up with or make up in our life or climb a ladder to get to. We go through Jesus in order uh, to get to holiness, not not we don't we don't climb to Jesus to get it. We go through Jesus. He gives us that, and so as a, as a result of our relationship with Him, and and I want to close with this this last thought on the issue of of not trivializing the holiness of of God and not losing your awe of the holiness of God. Uh, in this regard, I want you to see how. You know, I want you to see again how serious it is to God that that His Son was crushed on the cross by Him because of sin. So He takes the wrath of God for sin, and and He's taken our place. He's He is our righteousness, and He did all of that for us and then was rose from the grave on the third day so that we could have everlasting life. And when I look at the cross, I don't see something as, you know, oh, you know, it's just one, one you know, just wonderful, you know, it's just a beautiful story of, of, of this, this, and this. 
Friends, what I see is, yes, it is a beautiful story, but what I see is the holiness of God on display and what he thinks about sin. And we could never stand in the presence of God unless that were to take place because sin is absolutely contrary to God. It goes against everything about him. And so friends, when I see the cross, I see the standard of God's holiness on display as Jesus takes the wrath of God on his back for my sins. And so, you know, we look at, you know, 2 Samuel 6, we look at what happened in Acts chapter 5 with Ananias and Sapphira. We hear about church discipline. Uh, We hear Peter saying, be holy, you know, as, as God is holy. And, and then most of all, we look to the reality of the holiness of God at the cross. And so we could never trivialize it or we should never trivialize it. We should never lose our all of it in our life and in the life of the church when we look at it through the lens of what God did, you know, in crushing his son on the cross, Jesus, for our sins so that we could have peace with him, so that we could be in his presence one day. And so what... What what an amazing display of God's holiness, an amazing display of his righteousness, an amazing display of his love, and then also amazing display of his grace and his mercy that we could not satisfy any of this in and of ourselves, but that Christ has done it and he's imputed this to us. And so when you're living your life today, you know, I want to challenge you just to, to remember you know, the importance of walking in in holiness. You know, the Bible also says in Hebrews, you know, no one will see the Lord, you know, without holiness or without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And so again, that that comes as a result of the relationship of Jesus Christ. So the questions I would just simply have you ask yourself is this, is am I trivializing the holiness of God? Have I lost the awe of God? And then look at your life and, and say, you know, what areas um, am I falling short in that no one else knows about, uh, but God knows about? And, and I would challenge you to lay those things, Christian, at the feet of Jesus. And his grace is unending. It is open to you today. And, and I pray that as you live your life, that you won't just take into consideration the holiness of, of God on display in 2 Samuel 6, in Acts chapter 5, but that you will most importantly look at the cross and what Jesus has done for you. And in saying that, if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, today the message of salvation, the gospel is open to you and your life can be changed and you'll be given a brand new life and you can begin to walk in holiness and honor him. And again, we're all going to fall down. We're all going to fall short at times. And and it's not a matter of laying in it. It's a matter of getting up and laying it at the feet of Jesus and moving on. But it's something that we can't trivialize uh, anymore. We, we really have to take these things serious. And um, and so friends, I just want to challenge you in, in that way uh, as you look at the holiness of God. And then you look at it in your own life. So maybe there's some things that need to change in your life, whatever those things are. Only you and God know. But I just pray um, in the life of the church that I pastor and the church that you may attend, 
and as an individual Christian, that this is something that you will keep your awe of and, you know, be mindful of it in your life every day because it's no small thing what Jesus Christ did for us. So I want to thank you uh, for joining us today on the Biblical Truth Podcast. We want to, to thank you so much for tuning in week after week uh, it means so much uh, as 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 this has you know started you know several months ago and just to see you know people returning to to check in and listen i just pray that it brings honor to god and that it, that it helps you in your walk with jesus christ and if there's someone listening that doesn't know the lord that that god would save them so i just want to thank you so so much uh for for your support and time of tuning in if you ever have any uh biblical related questions email me at Biblical Truth three four five at gmail dot com. Join us next time on the Biblical Truth podcast. I am Pastor Jimmy Fletcher. Thank you for listening. Remember to love God, Christian, love people, go share the gospel, and this week stand in awe of the holiness of God and keep it at the forefront of your life and in the life of your church. God bless.